Welcome back everybody to Saleh Family Speaks. This is episode 10 of season 2 and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things in the whole world which is food. 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 Everybody likes food. Actually, so we did a video on TikTok this last week about foods and things and drinks that Muslims cannot eat and the response has been wild. I'm actually really quite surprised about people coming out being like, wait, what? You can't eat that? Mm -hmm. I didn't know you can eat that. So let's talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And given it it is in the month of Ramadan right now, um, I'm not really hungry right now. Because you just ate. I stuffed myself with as much as I could. (laughs) In the evening time. (laughs) Let's get to it. All right. Welcome to Saleh Family Speaks. Hey, I'm Sana. And I'm Mohammed William. And we are the, the Saleh, Saleh Family. We are social media influencers, content creators, and we own multiple online businesses. We seem to have a lot to say when it comes to just about anything. We are a mixed culture Muslim couple from Canada, and we're always asked about how our lives intertwine with the world around us. This podcast is all about learning to live, love, and laugh in a way that may have you rolling on the floor or throwing your phone at the wall. No topic is off the table, religion, culture, love life, and everything in between. So get ready and grab a big old cup of chai. So for those of you that might not know, Muslims have a lot of restrictions when it comes to eating. Um, And when I say a lot, I mean more so when you're living in the West. There's really no restrictions when you're living in a Muslim country. But if you're living in the West like us, then there are a lot of things that we have to look out for. Yeah, I was literally going to interject, but you caught it before I could. Um, (laughs) But yeah, depending where you live, it's not it's not that we as Muslims have so many restrictions. It's depending on the country that we live in. Yeah. So Um, where we live it's just it's just it's not a muslim country so not everything is halal exactly which is point number one halal what is halal what is halal for us halal means permissible with that which is permissible for us to consume so this is why you will find in the west you have um, monitoring authorities that are basically will give you a stamp of approval on the food to say yes we you know hand to god this is halal so permissible for us to eat so what is permissible permissible for us is any animal other than a pig that is sacrificed in the name of allah and done in accordance with islamic law um so i myself have done many 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 hundreds hundreds if not thousands of animals um this particular method as i did used to work at a slaughterhouse or two um but so even that, there's there's many rights of the animal that are involved. So people, sometimes they say, oh, it's barbaric because you're killing an animal. And, and while the act of taking the life of an animal um, or any life is definitely something that is can be deemed as being barbaric. But one thing we need to know is that in Islam, the animals have many, many, many rights over us. And so, for instance, to give you a couple examples of what that looks like is one animal cannot physically see the other animal being slaughtered um, because it's a proven fact like that's going to increase anxiety in the animal. It's going to increase tension. It's going to make all those all those hormones rush through their bodies that it's just not necessary to have. Um, So the animal has to be super calm, collected, very comforted, um, so much so that 
like you should raise the animal and love them and take care of them and things like that. This is obviously in an ideal world. We're not talking about like the capitalistic world that we live in right now um, because it's not always going to be that way. But Islamically, this is what's basically required. Another thing is like giving them a drink of water before the slaughtering. An animal should be calm. They should, they're not allowed to see the, the knife. Obviously, we don't shoot the animals. We cut their throats, which, again, may seem scary for people. But I'll give you this example um, that if you've ever cut yourself with a razor blade, I have many times, um, you don't feel the pain initially. So it's the same obvious that when you use that particular knife, it has to be razor sharp. Um, the animal isn't allowed to see the knife. Therefore, it doesn't cause that animal an extra anxiety. Um, and then you basically cut, you know, the, the jugulars, the carotid arteries, the windpipe all in one, one go. Um, and before the animal realizes that the pain is there, the animal is unconscious. And, you know, it's been scientifically proven whether that study's been debated or, or debunked or whatever. Um, I always go back to that fact that if you cut yourself with a razor sharp blade, you do not feel the pain. Um, it comes about after the blood starts flowing and then you realize, oh my God, wow. Yeah, okay. And then it starts to hurt, right? So yeah, they're not allowed to see the blade. They're not allowed to see the other animals being killed, as, as Sana mentioned. They need to be calm and collected. They can't be at all stressed out. Um, you know, should be given a drink of water. Um, so many things that go into part mm-hmm. of that. And then again, you know, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, we, we, we cut their throats. So basically we're saying in the name of Allah, the most merciful, you know, that, that God is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically kind of to sum up what makes that halal. Obviously now it gets into the other course of, well, what animals can we eat? Mm-hmm. So it is strictly forbidden. Um, it's considered haram, which is a, a word that we use for something that is forbidden to us. That could be an action. That could be, um, you know, something that we eat or drink. So it's strictly forbidden in the Quran that we cannot consume pig mm-hmm. um, as well as alcohol. So pig it's not just in the Quran, but if you, I'm not going to speak about other religions in depth because I have no idea. Um, but I, from what I know, it is mentioned in the Old Testament as well as the Bible. Well, yeah, the Old Testament being the book of Deuteronomy, which is why Jews don't eat pork. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that, you know, similarity between us. And that similarity because we believe it's the same God giving the same message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So whether we understand that or not, so certain things you you'll see... Like Allah says in the Quran that you might love something that is bad for you and you might hate something that is good for you. So we might not understand the wisdom behind certain things like don't eat pork. Um, you know, but I mean, if you look at it, pigs are filthy animals. <laughs> That's just a fact. They are like the filthiest animal. Um, they There's love, a lot of disease. Well, they, love to, they carry disease. They love to eat and play and roll around in and live in their own feces. Um, you know, they will eat each other. They will eat their siblings. They will eat their children. Yikes. They, you know, they, the first, usually the first thing they fornicate with is their mother, their brother, their sister, oh! whatever. Right? So there's a Even lot the of mannerisms are well, not yeah, there. There's a lot of really, and that's why, that's why a lot of the times in a pig pen, you'll see that pigs don't have tails because mm-hmm. <laughs> they eat them off of each other. Oh my God. Right? I had no idea. Yeah, it's, you know, and people say, oh, if they have, you know, you can keep them and be clean and, well, no, pigs love to be dirty. That's just what they love. And that's just how God made them, right? That's yeah. just what they are. So, so no, we don't eat pork. Um, you know, there are things like, um, you know, uh, different parasites. You can get brain uh, parasites mm-hmm. um, for pork that's not cooked properly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my biggest things at becoming a Muslim was that I didn't get to eat bacon anymore, mm-hmm. um, which was a which was a trip because I remember specifically I had like a pound of bacon in the fridge when I, after I came home after giving my shahada. Um, that was, <laughs> and then you went and tossed it in the garbage. That, that was a tough one, yeah. <laughs> uh, my ignorance, so I just threw it in the garbage. But yeah. um, So Islam is all about the rights of animals, mm-hmm. right? The rights of humans, the rights, everything, and everyone have rights over you. Mm-hmm. And animals are no different. So, you know, like we said, that, that part of being halal is that the animal is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and again, it is, taking the life of an animal is it is a brutal thing um and that's why that we we treat their life sacred you know as if it is sacred right Mm -hmm. and and you know islam as we've talked about this many many times before it we believe that it is the natural way of life Mm -hmm. um and so if you feel the call to be a vegetarian or vegan that's completely fine this these rules are in place for those people that do want mm-hmm. to consume meat and and it's for those people that want to consume meat but there are restrictions yeah. on how that can, how, that meat can be consumed we cannot we cannot consume meat that has been harmed like uh, the animal that was harmed or shot or stunned or those types of things it's just not allowed for us um so this uh, these rules came down in place for muslims um that that want to consume exactly meat. it's it's no different than than for someone who doesn't get married you know they they have the right to get married and that and because they can get married the rules of a husband and a wife had to be kind of implemented and and known Mm -hmm. to the people Mm -hmm. same kind of scenario Mm -hmm. um so another thing that we cannot eat is an animal that is dead so you you're any animals that are exactly so you come across an animal the animal is dead fresh maybe roadkill you hit it with your car whatever yeah Um, you can't eat that that animal is is forbidden for us to eat Mm -hmm. um blood as well we cannot consume mm -hmm. and eat blood yes it's not allowed absolutely um and then other than that i mean all you'll find a bit of a difference of opinion about sea life and lobsters and crabs and you know Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff but uh in the maliki madhab all life in the ocean is good to go. Mm-hmm. So so to sum it up for you guys, when we're living in the West, <laughs> so the tiny little town that we grew up in was very white, non, I guess. Non-cultural. Non-cultural. Or maybe white cultural. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what the, I don't know what the exact term would be, but um, the closest halal restaurant when I was growing up was a five-hour drive. I remember going to Vancouver and Surrey. Um, as a kid, we would sometimes go during Eid, and it was like the coolest time of my life, like being free to eat whatever, burgers, this, that, the other thing. You know, it was really cool. But anyways, so growing up, um, you know, my dad was one of the first settlers, I'm using air quotes, in the tiny little valley that we used to live in in British Columbia. Muslim <laughs> Muslim, settlers. I should say. Muslim there were other settlers. people. <laughs> okay, there was yeah. a town there. <laughs> Muslim settlers. Um, and so because he was one of the first, uh, there was like no one, no mm. access to halal meat. So either we would drive all the way down to Vancouver with a freezer or a, not a freezer what do you call them cooler and bring back the meat which is essentially what we used to do but that wasn't really resourceful in the winter time it was really hard so we had to like ration our meat <laughs> essentially so what he ended up doing was going around to different farms in the area because there was a lot of orchards there was a lot of farms and he would talk to the farmers and ask them hey do you mind if i personally slaughter the meat myself and you can prepare it for us 
Um, and most of them said no. Mm-hmm. And there was one in particular that he kept having a relationship with for like 20 plus years um, who did allow him to do that. And then eventually once more and more Muslim families moved to the area, they would also go there to slaughter the meat themselves. So Shout out to George. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that's kind of how it went. Um, and, you know, when there is no way we'll find a way essentially you know as muslims it's 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 hard we don't like to sacrifice our faith we won't just go to the grocery store and just pick up some mm-hmm. meat just because we feel like it we won't do that like we won't sacrifice our faith and our beliefs for for that so my entire childhood like i've never i've we were very strict on that I was really strict on that I knew what halal meant and so when my friends would hand me like a piece of bologna at school I'd be like no sorry I can't eat that I just wouldn't eat it um and so you know little things like marshmallows for Mm. instance people in our video but it's not for kids I know yeah exactly but even marshmallows even as a kid I was trained I was like marshmallows have gelatin and most people don't even know that Mm -hmm. even adults in our tiktok video they're like wait what there's Mm -hmm. gelatin in those i was like wow this is such a little thing that i knew as a five-year-old kid how about the natural beef flavor in mcdonald's french fries that most people are unaware of i know then you're aware of it you're like Damn, you would you would think it's just no a wonder they taste so good <laughs> exactly so as muslims we know that because we're always checking ingredients on everything mm-hmm. and, and one thing we should understand is that if we eat something that we don't know the ingredients of, there's no sin on us. As an accident. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. like anything that, that your intention is what is rewarded. Mm-hmm. And if you do something without knowledge, um, then obviously there's no sin on you. But you can't just kind of cover your eyes and pretend it's like exactly, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for instance, if something, if you pick up a box of chocolate or cookies or something and you intentionally pretend like you didn't see the ingredient list on it and you eat it, that would be considered not that would be like that would be a sin those, right those puff cookies because <laughs> those are like since i became muslim that's one thing well, actually we just found yesterday like the the they're kind of like mini brand. wagon wheels no they're just they're like marshmallows i guess yeah kinda, yeah but they're just a big marshmallow covered in chocolate with the with the raspberry sauce in the middle oh my god anyways now that we're talking about food i gotta go get <laughs> some cookies so if you intentionally purposefully are, are eating something that's not halal, then the sin would be upon us. Mm. However, if it's accidental, like William said, so for instance, you know, someone hands you a French fry and you and there's no way of you knowing what it is and you say to them like, you know, is it okay, blah, 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 and you eat the French fry, but then later down the road maybe find out, hey, it was from McDonald's and there's beef flavoring or whatever, then, mm. you know, the sin is not upon you because mm. you didn't know. Um, sure. But we go out of our way to always ask. Yeah. So like at a restaurant, what's the mm. first thing that we do? Yeah, depend. Well, I mean, because a lot of the times, especially with our kids, we eat French fries because we love me some French fries. <laughs> love me some French fry potatoes. Uh, so <laughs> we always ask, you know, what 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 type of oil do you cook your fries in, and do you cook chicken with your fries? And most Muslims don't do that. Well, well, most people don't. Most think people past don't it, think right? they don't think it's an it's an issue. So mm-hmm. you'll have again, you'll have the spectrum. Like any faith, like any type of people, you will have. The extreme conservatives and you'll have the extreme liberals and then you'll have kind of different shades in between mm-hmm. um, so we try to be in the middle path you know we're not going to you know we don't need to you know if it's if it's a halal if it's halal certified we don't need to go and find out which particular person slaughtered that animal and have to check their declaration <laughs> of faith and all that sort of stuff um, but on the same side we're not just going to kind of 
you know, go to a restaurant and then just assume and eat whatever. That, no, because we don't most do that of either. the time, most of the time, uh, restaurants will deep fry their chicken and their fries in the same deep fryer. Mm-hmm. And even, we know that. Yeah, even sometimes they, they'll do they'll do bacon in the deep fryer. Mm-hmm. Um, with and the then fries. you get the cross contamination, yeah. which is you're just basically eating the exact same thing yeah. that you're not supposed to be eating. Exactly. So we do our due due diligence, mm-hmm. and then you know put the rest in, in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's yeah. yeah, that's kind of the basics in terms of meat. Um, that we do, and then you know, as you mentioned, alcohol is another one. Um, we don't Strict drink alcohol. No, no. Yeah, um, we won't even use like vanilla extract with alcohol. Yeah, that's that's my personal, what do you call it, opinion. That yeah, I, but you'll that I take. but you'll find you'll find varying opinions about things with minimal amounts of alcohol, like things like for cooking, things like um, ethyl alcohol, which is used for the extraction of flavor, and things like ice caps, Coca Cola. Um, most of that is fine because it can never intoxicate you because the, the alcohol, um, the intoxication is what is the big no-no. And, and people say, well, why don't you drink? Whatever, whatever. Um, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said that, that alcohol is the mother of all sins, meaning it will lead you to every other sin mm-hmm. that we consider to be a sin. So whether that be... Um, gambling, adultery. Gambling, adultery. Drinking anything, and driving. Right? So many things that come about because of it and we don't need mm-hmm. to get into a big topic about the, the the lack of benefit of drinking alcohol but um so i mean that's again from the quran from, al- from god almighty mm-hmm. don't do this thing so we, we try our best to abstain from it mm-hmm. um and in terms of drinks that's pretty much other than certain things you'll have certain schools of islamic jurisprudence things like beetles right mm-hmm. i know that was a big thing for a long time mm-hmm yeah, so for instance, Fruitopia. I don't know why I did the song, the jingle, but Fruitopia I've was a was a super popular drink back in high school. Strawberry and or something. Fruitopia. Yeah, it was like strawberry, like passion fruit. Or I don't even remember what. Anyways, so we had this one vending machine at my high school, and that was like the only drink that was in it. And I remember drinking it all the time. And then one day, again, this is this is the accidental part. The word cockneal came out. And someone, I can't remember who, someone in the Muslim community was like, this ingredient is like beetles, like crushed up beetles. And it turns the fluid red. And that's what the, that's why the drink is red. And oh my God, I almost vomited. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But since that day, I've, I've abstained from anything that, that has that beetle extract. But a lot of people don't know this, that red dye can come from beetles. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Just, it's all about being aware and being conscious about the ingredients that you're putting inside your body. And so there are certain symbols that we now look for on packages. If we see the symbol, we eat it. So for instance, COR, which also is known for kosher, we can yeah. eat that. The um, capital K. Yeah, the capital K. The there's, U, a, there's a million different. Vegan, yeah. obviously, things like that. So we, we definitely look for those symbols. And nowadays, you know, I'm, lo- I'm thinking of my kids. Nowadays, you can go to any, you can go to Superstore, you can go to Walmart. We're in Canada, guys. Um, and you can go to any grocery store and you will find halal chicken or Mm -hmm. halal beef or you will be able to find things like that nowadays so it's not as big of a struggle as it used to be yeah i I remember i made a facebook post a couple of years ago quite a few years ago now and and basically to paraphrase it it said that for anybody who has a problem with jewish people um next time you go to the grocery store don't pick up anything that has a kosher symbol on it because we as muslims um, we rely on the Jewish community so heavily for their, the amount of work that they've done to be able to have the, you know, that kosher symbol on like everything. I mean, yeah, it's e- amazing. E- e- smart it's water, literally on everything. Smart yeah. water has a kosher symbol. Yeah, this isn't it's, smart water. it's pretty cool. But um, 
Yeah, they they have it. The they work have it that on they've everything. done to you know such a small group of people, mm-hmm. but it's crazy because if you think back, like before we had a lot of uh, meat in back home um, in the grocery stores we always look for the kosher symbols mm-hmm. because we know that oh this bag of this or that thing of this is kosher it's good to go yeah because we have the same dietary restrictions yeah and they are ahlul kitab they're people of the book so what has been um, sacrificed or what is prepared in their traditional method it is permissible for us to eat um, and the right. same thing with with the christians as well mm-hmm. yeah it's it's pretty cool and i remember when that symbol started to I was started to become more conscious of it growing up and now it's so easy to just like pick up, you know, a, a package of cookies and just see the COR symbol and know that it's kosher and know that the ingredients are good. There's not going to be anything, you know, that's haram in it. So mm. we it's were crazy able to the, eat the, it. It's crazy to think the power of like the, like to be able to have that everywhere. Yeah, you it's like I mean? literally everywhere now. You think for, of Muslims, yeah. which our population is mm-hmm. like, if God I don't, only knows. and if I don't see the symbol, I usually put it down mm-hmm. because I know instantly that it's probably it's it's going to be sketchy. So I'll, I'll just put it down. Yeah. So and then you're gonna have to spend the time going through the ingredients and then mm-hmm. checking and pull your phone out and check yeah. what is this weird sounding thing? I've yeah. never heard of it. Like hey. it's crazy that the difference between certain words like mm-hmm. chemicals, like monoglycerides versus monoandoglycerides, like there's a difference between both. But you, yeah, if and it's not specific and specified, know. you can have mono, uh, monoglycerides that are permissible for us and not permissible, depending. Yeah, and then you some can have mono and glycerides. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So if it's not labeled as yeah. vegetable-based monoglycerides or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or glycerin is another one. Um, there's just so many things. There's where so many. It's like, oh, see that kosher symbol? It's mm-hmm. GTG, throw it in the cart. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to think about it. That's so right. That's an amazing effort that that the Jewish community has done and the Muslims take a massive benefit from. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. And now, slowly by slowly, I've noticed that there are certain Mm -hmm. halal symbols now. Halal is starting to kind of appear in certain products, but it's still not nearly as Mm -hmm. amazing as the kosher symbol. So good on the Jewish community for doing that. It's it's been really, really helpful for us. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Lala Hijabs, a handmade Canadian-based fresh hijab line offering some of the coolest and trendiest designs inspired by tie-dye. Lala Hijabs carries all of the things you will ever need for your hijab closet, including the softest jersey hijabs, rated nothing less than five stars, of course, to the strongest hijab magnets and everything in between. Check them out at lalahijabs.com. And be sure to use the coupon code SALEHFAMILYSPEAKS for 10% off your first purchase. Absolutely. Um, so what else? Candy's a big one. Yeah, candy's a big one, you know, Especially as long kids. as there's no gelatin. Yeah. Well, Ge- that's gelatin's the big one for, you, yeah. for chewy candies. Yeah. Like um, Coca-Cola bottles. Or do you, I don't know if you remember those little frogs. I don't remember those. No, oh, yeah. They're I white remember. on they're the bottom and, and green, green on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love those And the things. worms. And I was never worms. able to eat them. I remember, go, I remember in high school, we used to go down, all the way down to the gas station, and all my friends would load up on those candies, and mm-hmm. I would be the one buying just a chocolate bar because yeah. I couldn't eat those. Yeah. I knew that or they the had little, gelatin. The little puffy strawberries. 
so many candies. Yeah, so gummy many bears, candies. Gummy bears. Yeah, right? they have gelatin as well. So. Yeah, so the struggle is real, folks. Totally is. <laughs> Especially for kids. It totally people. is. I can so relate to that. Another, actually, one misconception that we mentioned in that TikTok video was coffee and tea. Mm-hmm. Some people think that we can't drink them because they know that um, certain denominations of Christianity, they believe that it's it's not it's not allowed really yeah i think it's mormonism i can't remember exactly 100 hmm. percent. i have some friends that don't drink it anyways because regardless mm-hmm. regardless for muslims it's fine we can drink coffee and tea well interestingly enough is that coffee was first discovered by muslims really yeah. wow what do muslims not discover yeah <laughs> was, I, I can't remember exactly who it was but that the, the big kind of push uh, that's why you have arabica beans right yeah yeah Um, that makes sense yeah Hmm. so yeah we can drink coffee we can drink tea Mm -hmm. um caffeine is not a thing Mm -hmm. even though it's kind of one of those things where it's like i don't know isn't it is it a stimulant is it yeah where did i mean it's one of those weird things but it's okay for us to drink thank god because i drink a lot of tea yep i don't i don't drink anything i drink none i drink water water i drink water sometimes juice i'm a very boring person but Mm. will loves his chai that's why we always say grab a big old cup of chai that's not a joke people like will actually is grabbing his cup of chai when he says that absolutely (laughs) or like yeah i like to experiment a little bit with Mm -hmm. different drinks and you know americanos or caramel yeah no mostly chai cold hot he's got he's got his special order that he gets from tim hortons every single time Mm -hmm. he drives out of the house basically absolutely it's the cost of doing business it's tradition honey it's tradition (laughs) and you you always say we were talking we were talking about tradition the other day and you're like well we don't have any traditions i'm like tim hortons no like your entire order is a tradition it's like you can't break it it changes the only consistent thing is the tea, I think. The tea. Right? You remember what I'm back saying. in the day, it used to be the breakfast sandwiches. Oh, God. <laughs> Those like powdered biscuits that are just kind of like one of the egg breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. And then it was bagels for a while. Yeah. And now it's now it's farmer's the, wrap. The farmer's wrap. Yeah. Love Anyways, it. regardless. Uh, so. Get kind of hungry. When, it, when, we, when we talk about food, we don't want you guys to think that we're like totally weird and we have so many restrictions and all that. You guys, this comes second nature. Like mm-hmm. honestly, for anyone that is vegan or has Crohn's disease or suffers from celiac any. Celiac is a big one. Celiac. Yeah. Those Diabetics. types of things. Exactly. You guys are always looking for ingredients mm-hmm. anyway. You're already so conscious of what you put in your body. Even people with peanut allergies, they're yeah. always checking labels so for those of you that can relate to that you relate to us as muslims and we can relate to you Mm -hmm. it's a struggle but it's something that we just do naturally it's Mm -hmm. second nature see the interesting thing is that if we actually follow what allah says in the quran um, for us to eat that which is good for you like good um, you know what does that mean it can mean obviously it can mean you know what is permissible for you but you could also take it in the same light that we as Muslims believe that we're not supposed to be harming our bodies, right? Same reason the tattoos are a no-no. Um, ingesting a ton of junk, you know what I mean? If you look, mm-hmm. how many times we go to the grocery store and just something like pierogies, for example. I'm a mm-hmm. big pierogi fan. Um, but you'll have, you'll have one bag of pierogies and it has 400 ingredients. The next bag has three or four, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So Organic it, pierogies yeah, versus Yeah, what is it not. we're ingesting into our bodies? Mm-hmm. So if we kind of just... And this is just an advice for all of us and myself first and foremost. But if we care more about what goes into our body, then it really becomes much easier 
because that list of ingredients is nothing. Eat, eat the food that's mm-hmm. natural. Eat what's good. Yeah. Eat what's fresh. Eat what's you fresh. Don't ha- you don't have to look at the label and see if, on the spinach if it's halal or not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guarantee you there's no issue. There's no issue with fruits. There's no issue with vegetables. Mm-hmm. Obviously, fermented fruits would be a, would be a, a touchy subject because obviously alcohol comes mm-hmm. about from, from that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so in, in Islam, like we said, we believe that it is the natural way of life. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that we do for our own bodies and there was actually some comments under that video that kind of took me aback and someone was like what kind of a god restricts your eating and and i was like wait a second and so i responded to that person and i said something along the lines of god doesn't just look at your spiritual health or your Mm -hmm. or your mental health he's looking at your physical health Mm -hmm. these things are brought about for a reason like they are like scientifically proven to keep your body way healthier whether it's the alcohol, whether it's not eating pig or whether it's, you know, not consuming blood, things like that. So another interesting point is that in the Western, traditional Western style of of slaughter of an animal, um, there's more blood left in the meat because when it gets hit with the, we call it a bulldozer, but it's basically a a prod that gets blasted through their skull and renders them unconscious. um, And then their, their throat gets cut. Mm-hmm. That there's there's more blood in the meat. So for the Muslim, again, the Islamic method is that the animal is conscious, awake, again, just a fast cut of everything, and the animal bleeds out completely. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, again, having witnessed it's better, this it's thousands of times, mm-hmm. well, the heart is pumping. It's not it's not unconscious. Where if you get knocked unconscious, everything is calm, mm-hmm. right? If you've ever been knocked unconscious, it's not fun, but you know, everything is kind mm-hmm. of just chill and calm down. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're awake, you're, you're freaking, you're like, what the heck is going on here? Um, because your, your central nervous system is still functioning. So it pumps hard and it gets rid of so much of the blood. Mm-hmm. So with and blood, blood can be harmful. Is, is, a, is a carrier of bacteria. Yeah, disease right? and mm-hmm. bacteria and all those things. So there is wisdom behind wisdom. all of these things. Mm-hmm. Amazing, hey? Yeah, so, and again, all of these things, you know, we believe that God brought all of these, whether you want to call them restrictions or whether you want to call them rules or whether you want to call them just guidelines because of, you know, wanting the best for us. Exactly. So, again, you think about your your parents. If you have parents that care about you, they're going to restrict the things that you see, restrict the things that you do, restrict eat. maybe the, yeah, what you eat, the people you hang out with, all of these things. Why? Is it because your parents don't care about you or is it because your parents care a lot about you? Exactly. Right? And so whatever we think that our parents care about us, God cares about us a gazillion times more. Exactly. And just to touch on what, what she mentioned before, you know, there's a hadith of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in which he said that Allah, Allah loves a strong believer over a weak believer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look at the commentary on this particular hadith, this narration, is that this is both a, a metaphorical and a literal sense. Meaning, if a person is strong in faith, then uh, then God loves that person more. Mm. Um, because, obviously, they're doing more good, they're giving more charity, they're helping people, they're, you know, abstaining from the bad things. But it's also in that literal sense that someone who is strong versus someone who is weak, a stronger person will be able to for example, bear the burden of your family, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this obviously isn't talking about someone who's sick. That's mm-hmm. a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a person who's lazy, they don't take care of themselves. You know, they have you know, issues that come about because they don't take care of themselves. That the strong person is going to be ready to go and ready to do those things, whether it be we call ibadah or acts of worship, standing at night in prayer, um, again taking care of your family, getting out there, and you know. 
you know, fighting a lion who's trying to eat your child or something. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that that's Feeding what the hungry yeah, exactly. and working. You, and yeah. you have the energy. You have the... the, the that's right. The John, the go and, wisdom. and do these things. Wisdom. There's wind, wisdom behind everything, mm-hmm. as we believe. So, And like we said, even if we don't understand it, mm-hmm. the wisdom is still there. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty about Islam is that the more you look into it, the more you find the wisdoms behind the teachings. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing for me when I first became Muslim is that I didn't see the wisdom in the beginning, so I wanted to search these things out and then find that wisdom and understand it exactly. Yeah, and then, and then you know it all begins to to make sense. Yeah, and then it just kind of gives you a boost of of faith. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So again, um, whenever we go to Muslim countries, it's so much easier. So whenever I go to Pakistan or whenever you know when we went to Malaysia mm-hmm. or Saudi Arabia or wherever, you never have to worry about looking at ingredients because they've taken care of that for you. Do you remember what the first time we went to a grocery store in malaysia mm-hmm. and we were walking through the whole section. yeah they literally <laughs> had a section that said like non-muslim section and or it was like non-halal a non-halal which food. Is, it was a little room it was in the a back tiny of the little store. tiny little aisle and it which was like caters to the non-muslims exactly right? which was actually really cool because mm-hmm. it was nice because the rest of the whole store was all halal food and it was just oh my god i, I wish we could do that there, but... Huh? I don't know what they had in there, but probably pork. I don't think, maybe, maybe alcohol, I don't know. But... Maybe maybe like imported foods with gelatin that was yeah. not halal or who knows. But anyways, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but the, the way that we get to go to KFC or McDonald's mm-hmm. or all those stores in a Muslim country, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and cause here we can't do that. We take, at all. yeah, people, people here take it that for granted for mm-hmm. sure. Just like people in those countries take it for granted. That's true. That, you know, they get to eat and do whatever they want. They come here and they're like, Oh wait, no, I, I can't, can't do eat anything. anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, I mean, we're, it's, it's a, it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have like in Ontario, you have Mary Brown's, which is, I think, I don't know if all of them are halal, but a lot of them mm-hmm. Popeye's as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have a lot of, and then and Ontario's then the, great. The one-off kind of franchises, you yeah. know, uh, toppings, our favorite restaurant. We don't get paid by them, but if they do want to give us food, we will take it. <laughs> oh my God. We I love, love their them. food. So it's our favorite, it's at least it's my our favorite. favorite restaurant. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, two locations, one in Aurora. Richmond Hill. It's not Aurora. It's Isn't Vaughn. It? Vaughn. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, regardless. Um, yeah, being in Ontario, you guys, it's it's actually a really big treat because like we said in um mm-hmm. the tiny little town that we were in, we could there was not a single halal restaurant at all. Um, and only here, once we left <laughs> I, only once we left and and here in ontario you can go to any mall and there's at least one yeah. fa- uh, fast food you know something in the food court that we can eat yeah shawarma place yeah or, a shawarma yeah. or you know a pakistani indian or mm-hmm. just whatever it's been a really big treat and our kids haven't had to feel that struggle as much i mm-hmm. feel like they don't really understand what that struggle is because that struggle was for us growing up but i think that was kind of the sacrifice that we made as new muslims you know in mm-hmm. canada um whereas now the population is obviously increasing a lot and yeah. it's been a blessing well just think about like people like your dad right this this the actual mm-hmm. sacrifice Oh yeah. I mean, he probably there was as, a lot being as simple as, as those people were, you know, in terms of kosher symbols and things like that. That he they, we wouldn't even have looked for those things. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even have known mm-hmm. um, just because they're so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been a you know because of the sacrifices of the ones who came before us, and again sacrifices of, of Jewish community and people like that. That it makes our lives so much easier in the West. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we should always be grateful, mm-hmm. you guys. Be super grateful. You know, um, we believe as Muslims that no struggle goes unnoticed. Mm-hmm. That there are angels recording those struggles every single time we struggle. Whether it's having to make a decision between, 
you know, eating halal meat um, to having to have just a salad for the day and mm. that's all you can have um, type of thing. Um, every single struggle, we believe, is there's blessing in it and there's reward in it and um, there's always wisdom behind it. Yep, and when when trials and tribulations come your way, um, that we do what Allah has, has prescribed for the believers, that we have patience and mm-hmm. we turn to, to Him in prayer. Yeah. Um, and with those two things... I mean, you can take on the world. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for listening, you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again next week. Absolutely. We will, in fact, not see you because we, we can't see you. We will get you to listen to us next yeah, week. You can hear us <laughs> next week. I mean, unfortunately, we can't listen to you guys, but uh, do drop us a, a line on our social media accounts. If you do end up listening to this, do repost it because we'd love to, to take a screenshot and repost it on our own accounts. Um, Saleh family official and Sana Saleh official tag absolutely. us tag us in your stories if you're listening to this right now and we will repost it see she makes it sound a lot better because she's the more Instagram person so <laughs> I say uh, take a picture and mail it to us and then I'll upload it and scan it on the computer and oh God. somehow make it work <laughs> alright guys. Anyway, guys thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us and we'll talk to you next week alright bye bye Well, if you've made it this far, you must be really bored. Like, do you seriously have nothing better to do than to listen to us talk? Haha, just kidding, guys. You know we love and appreciate every single one of you. And if you did enjoy this episode, why not subscribe for more Sally Family Nonsense? And if you really want to show us some love, drop a comment on whatever platform you use to stream podcasts. Even if it's just one word, it goes a long way. Thank you so much for being a part of this Sally Family of ours. Stay tuned for new episodes airing every single Monday. We'll chat again soon.